What's up, Joes? And welcome to what is technically episode 113 of the Average Joes MMA Show. We'll get to that in a second. My name is Jeff Shanahan, and join with me, as always, my boy, Rafael Chaidez. What's up, brother? What's going on, Jeff? Shit. You know, just jamming out to some fucking far side, man. Yeah. Some old school. So, that beat is sampled by Action Bronson. I'm not sure yep. on what the blue chips. One of the blue chips. It's been yeah. sampled by a couple of different yeah. people, but yeah, that's uh, that's the far that's side. Why I asked you when earlier. I'm like, wait, I'm like, I heard that beat, and I was trying to figure out where I heard it, and then the second time around, I'm like, okay, that's from Action Bronson. I forget exactly what song, but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite old school songs. I don't even remember the first time I heard it. Somewhere in the '90s, probably, but like in the eyes of a G. That's the Action Bronson song. Look at you pulling fucking knowledge up out. Yeah. I almost played. I actually almost played some Action Bronson tonight. I'm actually glad we're talking about music because I'm kind of mad you're holding out on me, Jeff. You're trying to throw juggalos in my face and trying to get me on juggalos all day. (laughs) You're not going to tell me about Greta Von Fleet? Bro, what do you mean? They're from Michigan. Yeah, bro. Greta, Greta Von Fleet's the shit. Actually, so I don't know if it was my cousin or if it was you or if it was someone else, but I could have sworn that, that someone had mentioned something about a band sounding a lot like Led Zeppelin and the lead singer being a lot like Robert Plant. So my cousin, I think it was on Friday, he puts a, he puts a post on my page on Facebook, and he's like, hey, listen to this. And uh, I press play and it's starting, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, you know. It's like, it's like '70s kind of, yeah. Maybe late '60s kind of <laughs> melody, like kind of like getting harder, but still kind of new rockish. '70s groove rock, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it's groovy and um. <clears throat> that blues bass. I'm like, oh, shit. yeah, that sounds pretty good. And I and I read the bottom names and I see that three of them are three last names are the same. So I'm like, okay, cool. So they're all related, and then one's different. So there's four band members. And I read all their names, and then the lead singer's vocals kick in, and my like my I get chills, dude. My fucking my hair stand up, and I'm like, that's Robert Plant. I'm like, holy shit, that's Robert Plant. But the thing is, this is Robert Plant. If he would have, if he would have continued singing the same after Led Zeppelin four, I think he had throat cancer. He had to have surgery. He had that taken care of, and his voice changed, and they used auto tune. So they started changing his voice, Houses of the Holy, on. So if you go back and listen to Led Zeppelin, you can notice a change in his voice from Zeppelin 4 to Zeppelin 5, which would be Houses of the Holy. Right. But it, se- yeah, it seems like these guys, it seems like if Led Zeppelin would have put down their instruments at 4 and walked away, these guys like came right in and just like took off with it. And they're doing their own little thing with it. They're coming up with their own music. And I fell in love at first fucking listen, dude. And I've listened to the album at least 20 times. Yeah, Greta von, Greta von Fleet is cool, and they're fucking blowing up. They're blowing up right now. Dude, I was freaking out, dude. I was like, no way. And I was like, this is fucking Robert Plant. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. You read the names. I'm like, you read the names. So it's not – I'm like, this isn't Robert Plant. This isn't Led Zeppelin. This isn't anyone from Led Zeppelin doing having anything to do with it. These are dudes from Michigan doing their own thing. Detroit, Led Zeppelin maybe. fans. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. 
grew up, had to have grown up listening to Led Zeppelin, probably from their parents. But there's no way they can deny it. No, no. way in hell, dude. Like it. No, and they. I don't think they try to because like no, their whole look is kind of like '70s vintage and shit. Like <clears throat> they're living the gig, and they're they're it. a good band. <clears throat> I love it. And it's it, the funny thing is, is like they they're catching a lot of hate from people here. I don't know why. I don't get it. I really don't fucking that, get it. Are they saying they're biting or something? Kind of, yeah. And just like. Hey, hey, guess what? Led Zeppelin was just in a fucking. And this isn't talking shit about Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin is my favorite <laughs> this band. Is, this is my favorite thing you do. Yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin's my favorite band, but they were just in court for. They were accused for stealing music. Like, uh, I think it was Stairway to Heaven from, I think, Tauros. I don't know if it's the song or the band that they actually. That they took it from. And the melody is very similar. But it's just how it's just musical progression. It's just note progression. It's just uh, chords that kind of you know sound similar. But that that one was kind of very very too close, and it's too much of a coincidence. But they got off, you know. Of course. That's, so, but these these guys like it's their own songs. It's their own lyrics. They're not really stealing. They're kind of just taking the formula and doing their own thing. Maybe adding say, their own the, thing. It's just a little bit of the sound. The style, yeah, but and who doesn't do that? People say that all the time that they, they fucking take their influences from that, and this isn't exactly the same, right? He just sounds a lot like fucking Robert Plant, like very, very close to Robert Plant. For it's sure. really scary. No, I think they're a really good band. They've uh, they've sold out. I mean, anytime that they play the clubs around, like the bigger clubs around Michigan, they sell out. They did two nights around christmas at st andrews hall in detroit and both nights sold out i'm gonna i i, I follow them on twitter so if they come to chicago i'm definitely gonna check out one of their shows that that's the kind of music i want to go check out like because you know I, I dabble in a little bit hip-hop you know some rock and roll yeah yeah dude they're they're fucking cool it's definitely a, an act i would want to I don't want to check out. I think I've I've, <laughs> I think I've burnt myself out on uh, Action Bronson. I think I've gone to see him still, four, five times. I still got to see Action. I I need his last CD was good, but I need something. I need something to hit. Right. It's something to hit me hard. Right. Yeah. I almost like I was saying. I almost played some Action because I heard uh, what was it? Baby Blue is that the song mm-hmm. with with Chance? Yeah. Um, that was on one of the radio stations I listened to on the way home today. I was going to tell you to play uh, Greta Van Fleet, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wait till the show so we can talk about it because I think people really need to get out. Like, they need they need to check them out. I'll throw them on. Uh, I won't be able to throw them on. Ryan asked for – Ryan's coming back on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Flying Ryan. Flying Ryan's coming to fucking visit. So uh, flying in from Canada, flying in from Canada, like, like the geese, right? They got Canadian geese. Yeah, flying in like the trailer boys, trailer park boys. We got a new season coming out at the end of the month. Mm. Yeah, quick, quick turnaround on the season. They just released one. Well, they released that. Uh, they've been doing. I mean, they've been dropping out the, of the park USA, yeah, right? Yeah, and I think they're kind of using that, the like considering that like a separate series. Okay, because people were complaining that Snoop wasn't in it, and I think they went to Cali. And and if if what you're saying is right, then yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all the same thing. It's all the same people and everything like that. But it's just not. Um, 
It's not directly connected with the actual Trailer Park Boys series. It's that and, and Out of the Park Europe are all just separate. Was Leahy part of this one? No. Uh, oh, right. the, this coming season? Well, yeah. I think so. I think they were in the middle of filming it or had just finished filming it when he died. Sorry, I thought you meant uh, Out of the Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he wasn't in Out of the Park, but in this season right. 12, I guess. Yeah. I think I think if I remember when he died that they said that they had they had filmed some stuff, so I'm not sure. Yeah, see, that's why I'm confused because now that you're telling me, it would make sense because they were saying that he was in it, but um, I saw out of the park and I'm like, he wasn't in it, but the, the, but I had read that they had finished uh, taping and that he was in the last season. I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't see him in there, and this would make sense if it's separate. Yeah, and season twelve would come out and he would just be there and then i yeah he won't be in season obviously in season 13 it's gonna be hard if they continue yeah well yeah it's their thanos <laughs> now randy takes the mantle yeah <laughs> that cheeseburger <laughs> sorry i've been watching been watching a lot of marvel stuff i want to find out about the infinity stone and yeah. shit like that are you finally catching up on your marvel movies um, I've seen I've seen them all once. I kind of want to do what you did and start at Iron Man and go through the natural progression that they go through. Now that I just that I'm waiting for for um, Avengers Infinity War, I think I should start do it. doing. Yeah, do it, son. You got a little less than two months. Yeah, I need to start doing it. It's a but lot. Yeah. Of, it's a lot of fucking movies. It's like I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I'm gonna do it just because. I started watching a lot more fights. Well, I started rewatching a lot more of the fights, just so we could talk shit about them. But it's what I should be doing. That's I'm why not, I like doing it. I'm just... not talking shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Ryan's yeah. coming on uh, Thursday night. I'm sure we'll talk a little Marvel. How did uh, how the uh, talk is deep? Black Panther go. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Good, good. I got it downloaded. You know, we had our, you know, your little skids off the road where you go and talk about stuff. But, oh, you know, yeah, good, good. Going down rabbit holes like we do. Yeah, that's exactly. So speaking of, of rabbit holes, let's talk about Thursday. So Raphael and I fucking, Raphael was probably the most stoned I've ever seen him. Dude, I wish I wish you could recover. I you wish I could too. Do you I, still have the video? No. Damn. No. Or the audio. I was so the audio stoned was gone because, too. So I I started buying an ounces. I upgraded from buying quads, quad, quad, quad. I'm like, you know what? I smoke so much. I just need to upgrade and buy the ounce. You know, there comes in a there comes a time in a man's life when you gotta grow up. <laughs> 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 so i just bought the ounce and i cheaper uh, <laughs> for me and, and the thing is at this time my my dealer started getting better stuff and cheaper stuff so it came at a bigger discount now too so i was like all right cool i'm gonna start buying an ounce uh and um i so i smoked for what, two weeks that whole ounce so i get used to it you know, you get used to smoking the same bud. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you still get high. Right. You just build a tolerance to it. Yeah. And it was that Thursday that I picked up and I got home and I hit it once. And it's not like I didn't even have any more bud. I still had, like, leftover bud from two ounces ago. Like, I, I saved, like, a nug and a nug. 
like maybe 0.5 and 0.5 from each one. And I still I was still good, but you know, I, I it was new bud, and it was good bud. It was lavender sour, and I got high as hell. I'm still high as hell right now, but that hit me hard. Yeah, like, you that, were you were fucked up. Yeah, and. So we went down an hour-long rabbit hole session before we even talked about a fight. What did we even talk? I have no Dude, idea what we even talked about. I don't about. know. We went all over the fucking map. Um, all over the fucking map. I don't even remember specifically. I think we probably talked about music. It's tremendous. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So I, I want to apologize to everyone because I don't know what the hell happened when I went to export the audio. Some. I tried to do it through a different uh, file format, uh, and it disappeared. So uh, I'm sorry that you guys didn't get to listen to that nonsense. But you know what? You'll get a whole episode of nonsense on Thursday night because we have no fights this weekend. Ryan's coming on to catch up, and then we got some non-MMA topic discussions. I'm not going to not gonna. Talk about them now because we're gonna save that. But secret time on secret Thursday. Time. Secret time on Thursday. So we're gonna talk about some fun stuff with Ryan. It's good to have him back on. He's missed. Yep. But yeah, catch up on the family. Connor's first birthday last week. Find out how everything's going. You know all that good shit with flying Ryan. Flying Ryan. Flying Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm high as hell. I ate that fucking brownie. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that brownie you had earlier. I was gonna I forgot to ask you how's yeah, it kicking. So one of I, somebody gave me some butter like a while ago. Butter and I made the week I got sick actually, um I made brownies on Super Bowl Sunday and ate a bunch of them, but I forgot I had that shit in the freezer till the other day when I moved something and I found it and I was like, Oh shit. So <laughs> I knew all the guys were coming over for the fight, so I made some more brownies, and uh, we got fucked up. Jesus. Yeah. I haven't had good edibles in a while, just because I, you, I don't know where I can get them here, really. Um, I, get, I can get the butter, you know. Right. Maybe Maybe I should buy a little bit and test it on myself and do it myself right. Because I think people just make it to make it. Because I've had good, maybe like good, like a couple good experiences, but it's when they would dump like a whole like ounce of red, Reggie. Yeah. They would just dump it. Fucking. But the thing is, you know, it becomes something different in your liver or whatever. It hits you different. Yeah. And they would just dump a fuckload in it. So it would just have a fuckload of THC. But you and it would just get... hit you in the stomach. But it would just, it, dude, it would just railroad you. Oh, I know. Dude, I've, I've we we would go to, the, I remember going to the buffet and getting the giggles and then getting home and knocking out for hours. See. And like waking up and being like, God damn, I'm fucking ripped still. And then going back to sleep. But like for me now, I've had like professional grade made edibles. Mm-hmm. Like I can't fuck with Reggie Brownies no more. Yeah. Like, yeah, y'all got to know what the fuck. Like, I'm not even expecting somebody in their house to make fucking, you know, whatever. But don't just dump a bunch of weed into some brownies. Somebody did that. Somebody gave me that last summer. This dude I work with, he's like, I got some killer brownies. And I fucking bite into the goddamn thing and I'm eating and pulling stems out. Like, get the fuck out of here. Doesn't work. No. 
It's not. Well, I mean, they worked. It fucked me up, kind of. I had to eat two of them, but they were disgusting. Mm. But like, I have a friend that has a a, a medical company. Like that, the the guy that first the guy that gave me my first dab was this, is this medical maker. He started in Grand Rapids, and then they moved out to Colorado for a while in California. And then they're back running the operation out of Michigan. But they got really huge. Won, a, won some awards from the cannabis cups yeah. and shit. But that motherfucker, Jesus Christ, his gummy bears will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. Edibles are sick. Yeah. I just haven't had the correct dosage. I just haven't had professional grade shit. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. I need to do those Death Stars. I want to try one, but I'm kind of scared. You know, the stars of death. I, I don't think you want to go down that road, bro. Yeah, they're... Those are pretty strong. That's too far. Like, you get a low dose star, maybe. Yeah, right. Not not the purple one. Don't try to fucking be Uncle Joey and just start popping <laughs> them. You'll fuck yourself up. Yeah. You ain't ready for See, that. Yeah, you know why it's scary right now because I haven't found the person with the same tolerance as me, and I'm not saying I have the best tolerance. I'm just saying I don't like out of the people that I smoke with, I probably smoke more than them or on par, and they don't get edibles, and I don't get edibles. And, like, the people that have made edibles before, I know I smoke a lot more than them, so. Yeah, but sometimes you're, like, the smoking tolerance to edible tolerance are two different animals. It's just I would always smoke, too. You know, I I always smoke. I'm always smoking. I always smoke when I'm on edibles, too, but. So I don't know if they hit me different. I don't know. You can tell. I I always can tell. Like, like I know I'm not, I can't exactly tell, but I can tell what parts, like, I get. my arms okay, so, and stuff so is started. it a heavier? You're like heavier, and your eyelids are kind of heavier, and you're a lot more tired. That's what I've felt from them. Like a difference, maybe. If I'm just chilling, yeah. Yeah. But like. It definitely locks you on the couch then, right? That's what I've gotten from it. A lot more like. Ugh, like, dry, I don't know, pulls me down to the couch, and like my eyelids are down, and I'm kind of like. Ugh, I've tired. also taken way too much fucking <laughs> Simpson oil and thought I was going to die. Plus, I was nearly like half paralyzed so i couldn't really move anyway but i was just so fucking high i was still high sunday morning when i woke up from those brownies damn like i woke up at like 9 30 and i took them like 8 8 30 9 o'clock damn i fucked my buddy up for two days <clears throat> but uh yeah well i i used like a half cup of straight up high potency weed butter that i know the person who made it and then I used a bunch to grease the pan. So it was just baked in weed butter with weed butter in it. Goddamn. Party. Yeah. So I ate one of those after I had dinner. Yeah. my So the the, the ones that have hit me like that, my dealer has given them to me. I feel... And it, it, it's only been samples. Like, she'll be like, hey, we're like, I forget what it was. I think when she makes them and she wants to try them out, she, She'll ask me, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of felt it. I'm like, we're not smoking a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're they're different highs, so you will mm-hmm. feel them differently, but it just depends. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. But, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to really feel it. like my arm like it always hits me in my arms and my like that's where i start to really notice is like i actually start really noticing my appendages dude i was distracted on fucking 
Thursday, I was high as shit. Like, Ugh. I know you were just fucking cooked. You were like yeah. leaned back in your chair, just like, yeah. Your facial, your facial expression didn't change. Dude, the whole I was drinking night. coffee too. It's just I was ripped. Like, yeah. I, it, was, it was a new strain. The lavender sour took a hold of me. I was cracking deep, up. Then we well, went. Dude, I, the first bowl that I got home with, that was the first bowl, and I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I'm fucking ripped. Uh. You were smoking bong rips. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. That's that's what I like doing. The taste are really well. I'll usually I'll usually hit the ball all the time, but when I get home out of the out of the first like ounce I switch out, I want to taste it really well. So I'll go clean out my bong, and then I'll pack the first ball of that one, take the bong rip, and then put the bong back just so I don't break it. So, just so I get some use out of it. I just clean my bowl out. Like I just did. Yeah. It, I just did it on Saturday. Yeah, I just rinse it up under hot water, and it cleans out perfectly fine. Oh, I I all the time pour I put alcohol in it. Yeah, my, I can just do mine a lot more regularly, so I don't have to put alcohol and salt. But alcohol and salt works very well. Oh yeah, I don't use I, like I, I get it. I clean the shit out of it so well with the. Plus, I don't let it build up very long, so most of the, the hot water mostly just gets it all out. The alcohol is yeah. just to clean it up completely out and okay. get the I taste. Get if if like I got a bunch of really big chunks of resin that won't break up, then I'll soak it in alcohol and salt. But I'll just pour some down in it and cover it up with my fingers, cover all the holes, and just shake the shit out of it for like a minute or two. Let the alcohol break down all the little bits of shit that's left on it. Pour it out, rinse it out really good with with water, and then let it dry like a brand new bowl. Yeah. Marijuana tips <laughs> with Jeff and Raphael. <laughs> hey, man. Save people money on those fucking expensive ass cleaners that head shops try to sell you that are bullshit. Yeah. They work, but they're expensive. They're expensive and they're bullshit. Yeah. Twenty dollars for like a like a canister. If you can get it, the best thing you can get is ninety nine percent isopropanol. Yeah, just get alcohol and some salt. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. That's all you need. And then you can cook with the salt. And then if you get hurt, you just put a little bit on the wound and you clean it off. You're good. What are you gonna do with that other cleaner? Don't don't smoke Clean your resin. Clean vases and shit. What the fuck? Yeah, don't don't smoke your resin either. That's disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. I used to. I think I admit, I've admitted it to you. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I know. I run out of weed, and I don't. I don't run out of weed now. I used so. to smoke resin too, like years ago. It sucks. <laughs> and I grew it up. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I grew up too. Remember, I just told you, like. Little, little, little. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just bounces, bro. Now, <laughs> now you just don't smoke resin, and you're good. Yeah. Then you're an adult. I could if I wanted to, but now nah, I'm good. <laughs> what? Not smoke it or smoke it? Yeah. I could smoke it if I wanted to. Yeah, I could smoke it <laughs> if I wanted sick. to. Yeah, I could smoke it if I wanted to too, but I don't. Yeah. Want yeah, to? I'm good. <laughs> I wonder if people know what that is. It's gross. That's what it is. It's like meth heads. <laughs> No, you know what meth heads are? The fucking dabbers. Yeah. Man, it gets you so high, though. Yeah. I took a couple of dabs the other night, too. Ay, ay, ay. Trifecta, baby. Mm. Edibles, fucking weed, and dabs. This, uh, my dealer can give me some shatter. I should start getting that. Be careful. You start going down that Just crumble it, crumble it on top of a bowl. Is that what people do? That works, right? Yeah, I've done that. I've, I've taken little little chunks of... I mean, you're not going to be able to crumble shatter that much. You just got to kind of break pieces yeah. off of it and not try to touch it because it'll stick to your hand. Once you warm up the oil, even like your body temperature, that shit will melt you. 
I've had a gram like stick to my fucking shorts or something, like my basketball shorts, and like lose an entire gram of oil. God damn. Yeah, bro. Oil's not cheap. No. This shit's expensive. Well, it's the extract. I used to, I, I do when I first when I first started buying oil, it was like I was buying like sixty dollar grams. Mm. Was that was, yeah, that I, that, was that's what prices. no, you do. Street prices here in Chicago are ninety. I bought like. I bought like two, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm like, I'm not buying this shit anymore. See, I can get like, I can get thirty dollar grams now, but I can also get ninety dollar grams of super high potency shit. That's these. These were pretty good. Yeah, they, they, they were. They were the ones where you would take a. Well, there was a pretty big dab, but it'd be like you get fucking pounding hard, and you're like, am I having a heart attack right now? What's going on? Like, what is this shit? And that, you're thinking that to yourself, and you're just sitting there thinking that, and then you're like, are you all right? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. And then to yourself, you're like, I just have to get over this heart attack real quick. <laughs> but yeah, I, but after the... Look, I don't want to pay 90 bucks to have a heart attack. Nah, but you get over it real quick, and then you're just ripped. Then you're just fucking high as fuck. Yeah. You just, just got to get over the initial panic attack. <laughs> and then you get to a point where you just somehow smoke a gram in like a day. Yeah, then you just get used to it. You see dudes just fucking taking rips like nothing. Oh yeah, dude. It was a big line, a big like big snake. old line. A snake. Yeah, a big old snake. You do that, Jeff? Fuck no. Good. I, I mean, I've done like, you... I've done some small snakes, but nothing. I was gonna be like, you son of a bitch. I mean, there's people in Chicago over here struggling, and you're over here doing snakes. <laughs> I mean, I've done I'm some fucking. I've done probably kick you in the chest. When I've I get probably over I've probably done half gram dabs before. God damn it, Jeff! Don't ru- don't rub it in. Land of the free, baby. Dragon kicks for everybody. <laughs> and I knew people that made really good shit. I've always had, I've always been, especially since I've become a patient, I've been fortunate to like, number one, have a fucking awesome caregiver that grows really, really good fucking weed. But I've also made friends with people that make really, really good shit, like edibles and extracts and shit like that. That's what's up. Yeah. My friends, they know people, and then we became friends. Yeah. Half gram dab was, I I don't have any desire to do a damn gram dab. (coughs) Like, not even even a little bit. (coughs) Not even a little bit. Slander Sour's been doing the work. I just got some animal cookies Sunday. Mm hmm. And then I got some platinum huckleberry cookies coming later this week after they finish. Yeah, damn! You, you stopped on the joints, right? You just been hitting the bowl these past couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe like the past two months. No, it hasn't been two months. Get out no? of here! Get I just out of here! Lot. No, it just seems like two months because we do two shows a week. Mm-hmm. No, we've been uh, our crops like we've been down, getting down to the last of the crop, so. I've been kind of just like concerned. you can't be, yeah, you can't be fucking <laughs> dieseling through joints. That's why I don't use the bong that much, just because it burns it so fast. I'm like, you know what? I'll stick to the bong. Oh, don't worry, they'll be back. Mm-hmm. Plus, like when I was sick, like when I actually, it's been I've I've smoked a couple of joints on the shows, but um, since like after I got sick, I just haven't been smoking as many joints because they were like it was just harsh on my lungs. Okay, with all the shit in my chest, but. <laughs> 
We smoked yeah, hella. Brother. We smoked hella joints on uh, Saturday, and then I fucking rolled big old fat one up and drove around Sunday morning. On your red and yellow Harley, and brother. My, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, brother. That's AKA, what's up. AKA my my fucking Ford Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sunday was a fucking It was a dope ass day around here It was beautiful So I went and drove around Down by the lake And smoked a joint That's like one of my favorite things In the world to That's do That's what's up It's one That's of the best up. It's one of the best things About fucking Muskegon Is we have We're on the fucking lakeshore And there's we used to, just so we used, much Yeah we used to do that too We used to go to the beach But we have to hide it And you can only smoke a little bit Like you gotta find it Really secluded or, like, if it's really packed, we've done it before where it's really packed, but we just hide it really well. And, like, we were like, where's that from? And then you see, like, the lifeguards walking around. And you're like, ah, shit, put it out, put it out. Oh, I mean, like, I ain't going to go down on the beach. Oh, uh, no, we do that shit on the beach because we're retarded. But, like, we have this, our Lakeshore Drive literally just goes down, it, it turns into and goes down by our lake, the down, down by Lake mm-hmm. Michigan. And then there's a big old loop that goes around but- and then goes back. So it's like one way in, one way out, or whatever. But yeah, we people just fucking go down there and like drive around by the lake and smoke. Cause oh, then, okay, I know what you're talking about. It's like LSD here. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Lakeshore Drive, but it's not in because the. I I just I just take Lakeshore Drive for maybe like 15 minutes down, and then 15 minutes back, and then I'm back home. But it, it's like a nice quick half an hour drive down. Well, you know how Lakeshore I mean, Drive is. Kind of. I don't. I don't have a lot of experience with Chicago, but like ours well, doesn't I, actually. Yeah, dude, I, I gotta take you down Lakeshore Drive. I've only they, been. So we're, we're buying tickets this Saturday for Bellator. Yep. And you're coming down. Yeah. What, are you Are you gonna come down Saturday? Or it's what day? Friday. I think the fights are Friday, aren't they? Okay, so you're coming. I don't know. I have no idea. No, they might be Saturday because the UFC doesn't have a pay per view or have a fight, so they might be Saturday night. I gotta figure it out. I think it's Saturday. Okay. Um. I don't know. I might come down Friday night. I'm getting a hotel All room, right. so whatever. All right. Well, let me know. Yeah. Because we can we can go down Lakeshore. We gotta hit up Breco. So we definitely gotta hit Lakeshore and Breco Benny's and the fights and podcast. That's For sure. not a, that's not a lot, but that's no. what we gotta do. I mean. And that's it, probably what that's probably what we're gonna wind up doing only. It's not like, like we're gonna be smoking for sure. So chilling's gonna be a lot of it. Yeah, so I probably will come over Friday night. So then, like, yeah. I'm already in town Saturday, and we can chill out and podcast. I'll be, I'll be home like, by two forty. Oh, I, I wouldn't probably get. Yeah. I mean, I would probably leave work a little early, but yeah, I'm just saying I'll be home by two forty. Yeah, I get down there like seven, six, seven o'clock, Chicago boom. time. Boom, boom. We could get some Reco Bennies that Friday if the fights aren't there. That way we don't have Reco Bennies before the, the fights and shit our pants during the fights. <laughs> right, yeah, we like, try to take a dump during the fights. Yeah, like, hey, Raph, I got to go take a shit. I'll be back. Like, I got to go take one too, bro. Hopefully they don't take our seats. <laughs> Just bring vape pens and sit in there. Yeah. Oh, that would be horrible. Taking yeah, gonna, a, having to take a shit at a, at a fucking stadium is just like the worst sounding thing ever. It's almost as yeah. bad as having to take a shit at the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Which, if you shit at the bar, you're a fucking savage. Oh, my right? God. I have sp- I have spent enough time in bars. There's I've fucking so many people shitting in bars. Dude, I remember my friends would get drunk and want to shit. Like, <laughs> afterwards, like, dude, I got to shit. I'm like, oh, my God. What the fuck's going on? Why do you always have to shit when you're drunk? <laughs> I don't know. I just want, I always wanted to run home. Maybe because I had a shit, 
but I would, you know, I was courteous enough to shit at home and not convenience <laughs> and not convenience my friends to take me home. I just had to run home and shit. I don't know, but these guys are always like, ah, shit. A lot of the older like fraternity guys. These younger guys really didn't get drunk that much. They had a lot. Of, they had girlfriends. They were a lot more controlled. The they were a lot more smoke. They were smokers. It's the the older guys were. They were drinkers. It's the old schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I started smoking, they all turned their backs. Well, not really. They were just like, "What? What the hell is wrong with you?" I was like, "Why well, I smoke weed? What's wrong with you? You drink." Yeah. Now the last thing I want to do is have to take a Reco Benny shit at the the arena. Oh yeah. So the thing is, and you have time to decide. So I'm gonna tell you now. We can get the pizza, or you can go for the sandwich for the individual experience of the sandwich. And I'm, it's just it, it's the same taste. I don't know how they do it. It's really good. The pizza is really good, but the sandwich is the sandwich. The okay. sandwich is throwing the pizza for a reason I'll because try- the sandwich is the sandwich. I'll try the sandwich. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because the pizza is a lot too. That that pizza feeds four. Which and my brother's gonna be here too, and he's going to the fight. So you'll probably you'll meet my brother. Nice. You'll meet you'll meet Juan, Obi Juan Chaidez. Obi Juan Chaidez. No, he's he's the drizzle. The drizzle. Yeah, the drizzle on Xbox Live. Oh, I was like, wait a minute, do do tell. Yeah, on Xbox Live, he's the drizzle. Okay. I I don't know. We were watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and he was trying to come up with a name on Xbox years years ago, probably like. 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And uh, he, I don't know what he was, he was coming up with sucky ones, so I'm like, you're the drizzle. And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, you're the drizzle. I'm helping you make your account, so you're the drizzle. He didn't like it at first, but now he, he likes it. Everyone calls him Drizz. So. We keep waiting for PlayStation to allow us to change our names. PlayStation refused to interact with Xbox. Yeah. What the hell's up with that? Because they're beating you, so why do they want to allow interaction? I think people have drawn the lines by now. Oh, absolutely, and Sony is winning. Well, why can't we just play against each other then? I don't know. Make their I... cust- make their customers have to buy a PlayStation if they want to play I'm not together. buying a PlayStation to play with you. I'll buy a PlayStation, but I'm still going to fucking play on Xbox. That's fine. Nobody's telling you what to do. Well, I just I just want to be like I don't play a lot of because like now on an Xbox you can go from uh, you can play your PC and your Xbox games like that or right. you can play PC versus Xbox now too or something like some crazy like that because now they're coming out with a Xbox piece or uh, the, uh, keyboard thing and mouse mm-hmm. so you can be precise on your Xbox too so I might have to wind up get that sooner or later but they're doing that so you can play against PC people but PlayStation just doesn't want to. It's like, you know what? You know what? PlayStation's racist. How? Racist? Yes. How? Because the white man, Bill Gates, created it so that, no, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're green and you're blue, that's why, all right? <laughs> so you see my walls? I can't buy a fucking PlayStation now. You can. Yeah, I can. I My favorite some... color is green. I, I, but... I like PlayStations, but the thing is, I already have a tradition in Xbox. When I sign into my Xbox, it has the number 13 next to my gamer tag because I have been a member of Xbox Live for 13 years, and they have not given me any problems besides the whole Mayweather fight, what which have... should be reason enough to switch over. What have they rewarded you with? 
forgave him. Nothing really. Yeah, see. You Actually, know. you know what? They they stole from you guys and they started rewarding me. So thank you, PlayStation, for that idea. They started giving us free games. Yeah, but are they cool games? Because um, we get fucking some pretty cool games sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I just don't download them and play them because I stick to ESO, Elder Scrolls, Donkey Tron, and me on Xbox Live. See, you wouldn't even. What What are we gonna play on PlayStation? I don't play ESO. Yeah, see, that's why I don't get anything when people tell me like jump. I'm like, wait, you, know, you don't. No one plays Elder Scrolls except me and like and you don't play whoever UFC. plays Elder Scrolls. Yeah, and you don't play UFC. No, I don't. I rather you know play other stuff. Yeah, you got to check out the new one, man. Give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. It's a fun game. <laughs> Stop resisting. I think my brother has it. I could just try it out on his. He buys all the fucking newest games and shit. Yeah. Always... There you go. I'm not even telling you to buy it. I'm just telling you to check it out. Rent that motherfucker. I don't care. It's got to be a place to rent video games in Chicago. You can get them at Redbox. Yeah, the internet service thing. Yeah, or Redbox. Gamefly. Gamefly! Or Redbox. Gamefly Mm -hmm. is a fucking horrible thing from what I've heard from people. My brother used to have it. I don't know if he does. He used to use it. My friend Chuck used it, and he did nothing but bitch about it. My brother would actually, like, complain about games that wouldn't arrive, and then they would arrive, like, a week later with the duplicate, so he would get to keep one, and he would just have to return one. And then I would just get a free game. He's like, hey, I already beat the game, and I had, and I got to keep a duplicate. You want it? I'm like, yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Works for me. Chuck's the only person I know that's ever used Gamefly, so he was like, it's fucking terrible. I don't play a lot of games, so... I, I stick to the ones that I got, like Far Cry. That's coming out at the end of the month. Ha, that comes out the same day as my Froggy Fresh show. <laughs> uh, nice. When is that Froggy Fresh show? March 27th. Tuesday, March 27th. And how much are tickets, Jeff? $15. And uh, where can, and if I were to want to go, like if I were in Michigan that day, where can I get tickets? Or like I would have to get them beforehand, but where can I get tickets? From me. Were, you can, and, you so can, just hit you up on like Facebook or yeah, like just hit me up on like Facebook, on Twitter, or Twitter, you know, just be like, "Yo, I, I want tickets," and I will deliver mm. them to you. That works as long as that you're works. somewhere super close. Like I'm not driving; I'll mail them to you if you're across state. But mm. you know, we got a couple weeks. <laughs> but yeah, sounds so, like a, that sounds like a wonderful show. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. It's it's just something different. Froggy Fresh, funny. I got to not swear, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> like, I got to subconsciously think about not saying swear words. You got it. Yeah. I hope so, because if I fuck up, I'm going to be really upset. Practice, practice, practice. Froggy Fresh might hit you with Bruce Lee moves if you, if you fuck up. Yeah, or his manager. Money. I don't want Moneymaker Mike coming after me, man. Because then they'll write a song like, why is Jeff crying? Because he just got dunked on. <laughs> yeah, right? They're going to start writing songs about you. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. 
I wonder if he listened to the podcast before he took into consideration for an actor, if he listened to your music. Uh, I mean, they probably listen to my music because I I know, like, I sent stuff. To, well, the the intersection has all my my press kit information stuff on file, so they probably just forwarded it to them. He approved me, so he obviously had to check out my shit. Yeah. I don't know. That's good. That's it's not good. like I swear a ton. It's just... Mm-hmm that I've recited these lyrics so many times in my life. Like, it's just, it's it's a subconscious thing. I don't really have to think about it on stage. Like, I don't, I just don't have to think about it. The words are just there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to think harder about other words to say or not saying swear words. He's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the heat of the moment, like while I'm trying to perform and have a good time and stuff. It was the heat of the moment. Yeah. Telling me what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got a feeling shit's going to get weird on Thursday. Flying Ryan. I really do. I think shit's going to get real weird. With flying Ryan. <laughs> Should we talk about last Saturday? You got you got anything you wanna else you wanna rabbit holes we wanna dig into before we go into talking about Saturday night's card? Um any grievances you wanna air? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I I was gonna do a fight campaign but I didn't I didn't want to do it my asshole friends, you know, put me in a bad mood and I'm just like, fuck this. They tell you they're gonna come through when you don't even hit them up. You know, it's not like I didn't want guests, but they hit you up and like, hey, let me come through. And then they fucking hit and then you hit them up, you're like, hey, you come through today, and they're like, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna watch the soccer game instead. You're like, fuck this shit, you asshole. And they hit you up later, like, hey, my plan pretty much my plans fell through. Let me come through and watch the fights with you. I'm like, fuck that, dude. Go fuck yourself. Like not I'm gonna play video games and watch the fucking fights now that now that I'm pissed. I'm not second rate to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> tell so on some female on some female shit like that. You tell them. Yeah, but I ain't no plan B. The only plan B, important plan B, is that plan B pill. Mm-hmm. And there and and it was a it was a good night of fights. Probably saved my life a time or two. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> night of fights. Yeah, did you watch the Wilder Ortiz fight? No. No, people were hailing it like one of the best heavyweight fights of all time. It was a good fight, but it was um it was Wilder trying to establish his one two. He was throwing out his jab a lot there. Out out there a lot, trying to get his distance, trying to establish range. And Ortiz coming in on him trying to get his uh his jab going and he was cutting him off a lot, you know, a lot of ring generalship by Ortiz circling away from uh or uh Wilder's power and uh he he, he was catching Wilder kind of clean with some shots but eventually Wilder got him towards the end and uh knocked him out with an uppercut I don't think I, I think the ref should shouldn't have let it continue after Wilder dropped him and this guy got up for the count 
but he would like he got the 10 and this guy's hands were down he's like give me your hands are you good and ortiz is saying yeah but his hands are down still and you could see he's clearly out of it yeah and the ref let yeah and the ref lets it go and then you know maybe maybe it's 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 a sport thing because that, that's a lot more common in boxing so you know what i shouldn't be complaining that's what they do in boxing they give him a lot more chances just because it is just hands in mma if you go down you're down you don't get a fucking count they're like even the 10 count sounds ridiculous in MMA, but like they do it in boxing. Like he got put down and they gave him a chance to get up and, you know, get his where, but he wasn't there. Like he was asking him, are you good? You're good. But his hands are still down. He's asking him, he's like, give me your hands, give me your hands. And the ref has to pretty much grab his hands from the sides of his hands and bring him up. And like, yeah, he can fucking give you some force, but like, it doesn't mean he's there. doesn't mean his head's there. And then the, he goes on, he's taking some more damage and uh wilder just lands an uppercut. And uh, sits him down. He just folds. That uppercut was... was nasty. I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the fight, mm-hmm. though, obviously. Was it on Showtime or on pay-per-view? It was on Showtime. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw Showtime because I paid for it last month. So Yeah, I don't have. Right before I switched. Have HBO. It was, it was It was a good fight. You know, it it showed us uh, what Wilder's, uh, what, what kind of chin he has. You know, he did take some shots. Don't remember if he went down. He he dropped Ortiz three times, I think. Yeah, he dropped him twice. Ortiz got up, and then the third t- uh, the third time was just uh, the finishing uppercut. But we're probably gonna get Wilder versus Joshua if Joshua can get past Parker, which everyone is everyone's predicting it should happen, and we should get like one of the most anticipated heavyweight boxing matches in a while. And that's how you know boxing's doing well when you got heavyweight boxing. A little excitement in the heavyweight division. Yeah, yep. And especially you got Wilder, you know, maybe uh, the United States get behind them. And then you got uh, Joshua over there in England. You got England versus USA. You can get a good uh, good drawing. Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson. Yeah, yeah, <clears> buddy. Well, Lennox, Lennox Lewis represented a couple of countries, so. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, I didn't. I uh, I didn't watch any of the the fights, but when they were over, a few people posted some videos. So I was looking through something in between fights on this card. Watched the the highlights of the last round and and KO. That nasty uppercut. Oh, uh, let's talk about UFC two twenty two. All right. <laughs> All right, begrudgingly. Look at you. <laughs> nah, fuck yeah. Let's talk about it. I didn't watch these fights two times for nothing. <laughs> didn't take long for Chris Cyborg to put out Yana Kuniskaya. Yeah, I kind it's... of, you know, I think everyone kind of saw this coming. You know what? I saw, no, I saw people betting, and it was more for the. It was more the odds. They saw plus 600 or plus 900, and they were trying to jump on, ha, 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 look, I got money, and, you know. Yeah, they were trying to take, they were trying to jump on a wild bet. Kunis Kaya making the worst decision of her life, saying Cyborg doesn't have power. Yep. Cyborg saying, I don't have power. Here's a, boom, here's overhand right. <laughs> Kunis Kaya drops down for a, a single leg. It looked like you're kind of, not even a single leg. It was a, like a heel, heel pick. Ankle pick. Ankle pick. 
I'm not a wrestler. Sorry, bro. That's cool. I don't have my instructors weren't wrestlers either. <laughs> I mean, you technically you grab the heel, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can grab the outside the of ankle. the ankle, but yeah. yeah. And then she just pretty much just drives the shoulder into the shin and tries to get her down. Starts working towards the back, but Cyborg kind of just tries to muscle out of it, and it just. Well, after the shot, Diana knew she wanted nothing ever to do with that again. Yeah, she ate that and was like, "Okay, we're going, we're 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 done here." Yeah, wanna, that's the end of that. Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. It was a job. She quit. <laughs> and uh, Cyborg eventually landed it again, and uh, Kuntzkaya turtled up and just started taking just started taking a beating from Cyborg. It was kind of looking kind of iffy. You were you were kind of scared because Kuniskaya was kind of t- controlling her on the floor, and you're like, "Holy shit, is she going to take her back? Is she going to get her in a dangerous position?" Right. But it, it didn't seem like Cyborg was too worried about it. It seemed like she was just trying to muscle out of it, and she was just like, "Fuck this!" Eh. Not really like kind of position, my friend, trying to you know do the right thing. But then once Joe, I think, said, "But Cyborg's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu," that's when she's kind of and it's not like it's like she heard Joe. And like she's like, hey, yeah, I am, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing on the floor. Yeah, like I know I really want to strike, but you know, let's do the smart, get up, and put this girl out, and that's what she did. Yeah, we saw that controlled, controlled aggression cyborg again. Yeah, kind of. I mean, she had her, you know, right at the end when she was just trying to finish her, she had her shoot the box style, uh, but. The blood was already in the water. Yeah, yeah. She knew it was over. She didn't come out flying and and at five, you know, right away or at ten, right away, throwing just crazy wild punches. She she was controlled and precise. When it was time to fucking kill, she killed. Most likely, we get Amanda Nunes versus Cyborg in. Uh... Brazil? Well, oh. they want that the talk is Brazil. She wants <clears throat> she doesn't want to turn around that fast. She wants to fight her in July, which would be the the card that the UFC puts like their most uh hype into, right? The what do they call it? I should know this. International Fight Week. There you go. Jeff with the facts. Yeah. Well, and I mean that's going to be a soup the super card, so We'll see. I mean, the UFC kind of owes her a favor for stepping in on short notice to f- save the pay-per-view with a title shot so they didn't have to do a fucking interim title. Yeah. I mean, even though the title fight was a joke. Yep. Everybody, well, you saw what happened. Well, yeah, she fucking destroyed him. Um, yeah. It was I... cybernetic organism. Living tissue on a nexus skeleton. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. I, I got nothing else for her. And nothing else really to say about this fight. That's hopefully they make the Cyborg Nunes fight, and then yeah. maybe they can convince Cyborg to sign a contract with him again. But Megan was chirping a little bit. Yeah, I heard Megan che- chirping. <clears throat> and saw me again, and I love me again, but yeah, she's hot as shit. I don't know what's going on though. I think but she's that's the thing. They she, haven't come out yet. No one knows. Hasn't been, she hasn't been cleared to fight. Yeah, is what Ariel said on the okay. MMA hour. I mean, Damn. she 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 still has not come out and said what's going on, but she hasn't been cleared to fight. 
Yeah, that's kind of weird. I don't know. It's like, Megan, you can't really say anything if you can't fight. You got, yeah. You got nothing to say. Yes, we all want you to fight her. Legitimize She's the division. six foot tall. Sexy. Aussie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My bird's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that co-main. Yeah, dude, that was... <clears throat> That was something else. I picked wrong. I picked wrong. I I didn't think that was how he was going to finish it, but. I don't think anyone did. No. So any, anyone knows, like, oh, I told you. Yeah, sorry. No one thought that was going to happen, and I, especially that fast. I told you he was going to win. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Okay, all right. I did, I did say he was going to win. Yeah. Ortega solidified himself. It's not like I'm a Brian Ortega hater. I like no, him. no, I know, I but just thought it was too soon. Trust me, it was a but. tough. It was a really tough decision because I love Frankie Edgar. The thing is, he he's not a fast finisher up until these last two fights. Yeah, like he he was in there the whole time, and like he would pull it off at last second, and you would think it would be a skill issue. You would think it would be like a like you're like oh well, Clay Guida really wanted to fucking win and land that takedown, so nothing dangerous would happen but he fell into the knee or like the previous fights where he would land a submission with almost no time left. Right. Like, Oh, well, like his skill set is so much superior. He was working on his, on his striking or something. You didn't, there was no way of telling that he's, he was able to get these guys out of there so quickly. And, and to do it to a guy like Frankie Edgar, that's never been finished is kind of something remarkable. And, Someone someone mentioned to me it, he he's like John Jones in the skill set, like he he's John Jones esque, and I really didn't get it. I didn't really get it because he didn't he didn't make the comparison. He just said something in reference to talking to uh, about Brian Ortega to John Jones, and after going back and breaking it down and watching the fight a bunch of times, he he does do a lot of stuff that John Jones does in the striking department and. And his jujitsu, well, like in this fight at least, his in this fight, because he he was a lot more boxing, like he was a lot more boxing heavy, and he was boxing a lot in this fight too. But the thing is, he was pawing the jab a lot more out there, and on on, on his escapes, he was measuring with one hand and blocking the others with the fingers extended, and both hands extended, almost in a Muay Thai esque way. Whenever he exited, measuring the distance. Kind of figuring it out, engaging shit. Like it, it's quite, it's quite beautiful. It, it was really nice to see uh, Brian Ortega. Well, then he was using that elbow. This fight, yeah. Because even before he landed that elbow, he was throwing it out there, mm-hmm. like trying to use it. Well, and... the thing is, with Frankie, he he came out very Frankie Edgar esque. He came in very head bobbing. You know, a fake fainting a lot, and then like kind of fainting the not only fainting the punches, but fainting the 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 coming in. Right. And Brian Ortega was uh, at first he was biting on it. Whenever whenever Frankie was throwing it, he was kind of pawing, and he wasn't really biting into it. I think he was more gauging it too. Brian Ortega kind of just went into the fight and started taking in 
the information that Frankie Edgar was giving to him. And Frankie Edgar came in with a game plan of Frankie Edgar of coming in and, like I said, fainting a lot, fainting the punches a lot, kicking become, and then coming in with the flurry, pop, 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 and then trying to get out of there really quick and using his fast movement and using his angles. And Brian Ortega at first was kind of just reading that, not necessarily biting on the feints, but reacting to them and engaging Frankie's reaction because that, that's what ultimately led to it. He, he, he adapted to what Frankie was doing. So Frankie was throwing out the feint a lot. This guy was throwing out the jab. Frankie caught on to that, that he was throwing out the, the jab on the feint, but he wasn't committing to it. So Frankie kind of bit on the wrong thing. And he would come in with the, with the, with the one-two or the flurry. Uh, and that's when Brian Ortega started using the, the distance very well. He started measuring himself on the exit, you know, using his hand, blocking, blocking whatever side of the face he needed to with, the, with his free hand, you know, just to, to block the shot that Frankie would throw at him. Are you still there, Jeff? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just uh, looking okay, something sorry. up on Twitter. I didn't see you. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, see it, brother. No, so you, you're good. I had to. Uh, I just had to close it out for a second. There's something too that Frankie Edgar kind of stopped, did not stop doing, but didn't do in this fight. He kind of totally abandoned the takedown, and that was definitely trying to avoid the clinch whatsoever. There was a point in time where Brian uh, got a hold of this guy's neck, and the crowd was like, <gasps> "Oh yeah." And even Henner and I, I don't know who else was in his corner kind of jumped up and went crazy a little bit because um, usually if he touches your neck, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. And after that, that that's when uh, that's when Brian got him. He uh, he stopped biting on the feints and he knew it was coming. And it, and it started it started messing up Frankie because not only did did Brian Ortega mix up his striking, but he mixed up the pace that he, he was uh, coming at Frankie. And so the first three minutes, I think it was, or the first two minutes, no, it was the first three minutes, he he, he switched it up after that. He came on a lot more he- uh, pressure heavy, and he started throwing a lot more committed strikes, a lot more, you know, sitting down on his strikes a lot more. And he wasn't biting on Frankie's, on, uh, on his face. He knew it was coming. He had read it, and he was adapting to the read. So when Frankie came, uh, he hit him with a feint. He knew that that wasn't anything. And when Frankie actually came in to try to hit him with a flurry, Brian Ortega already knew what was going on. He was going to come in. Boom. He threw the short elbow right away. Elbow. Because it it wasn't set up. Yeah, it wasn't set up by anything. He already knew what Frankie was going to do. He read the feint. Uh, Frankie fainted and jumped in to try to come in with the flurry. And he just went, boom. Just fucking got him. Cracked the fuck out of Frankie, and then that, oh, that final uppercut. Well, well, he landed. The, so the thing is, he landed the elbow, which really wobbled Frankie. And people like they needed. Why didn't they give uh, Frankie a chance? There was too many fucking clean shots. He landed the elbow, which wobbled him. Then the head kick wobbles him even more. Right. And uh, so then Brian kind of engages and grabs the back of Frankie's head and lands an uppercut. Or he's trying, no, I think he goes for one and it doesn't land. So what happens, I think he throws it when he's holding the back of the head. But then what happens is he readjusts and he grabs him pretty much by the shoulder. Again, the distance measure, like in striking, we have our distance measure and it's whatever your jab hand is. It's to establish your distance. 
when he's grabbing him by the shoulder, he he knows exactly where Frankie is at like positioning wise. You have so much you have a better feel when you have your hand on something and you're going for it with the other hand instead of just throwing out there. Right. And you know if he's moving or not. And you're kind of holding him there. So when that punch landed, he knew the exact distance, landed it perfect. It lifted Frankie off his fucking feet. Dude. Fuck yeah, it did. It it was a it was a badass fucking uppercut with perfect distance, landed perfectly because he had been establishing this the whole time and reading the whole game. Like it's it's awesome seeing Brian Ortega and and watching the breakdowns of the fight because you know there's there's fighters that come in with a game plan and don't deviate from that game plan, and then there's fighters like Brian Ortega that sometimes it'll take them a while because you know to to get into the fight because they're they're taking in the info that you're giving them and they're trying to to establish their game plan, but with whatever you're giving to them, and then you know that that's what happened. You fucking he adapted to Frankie's striking game because Frankie was landing some he was landing some shit in the first three minutes. Yeah, Frankie was out striking him. Yeah, well Ortega was fucking just he was just kind of pawing his jab out there, and it was that kind of like, hey, look, I'm out here, I'm establishing my range. It's still kind of out here, but it wasn't full force, and he was still he was still pawing out there three jabs at a time to to give Frankie back his back at him because Frankie would come in land uh, land some shots with his flurry. Early on, and then uh, Brian realized that he's like, "Fuck it, man! I need to, I need to get on the on the attack." When he starts landing these flurries, so he he knows he can't be doing this shit. But he he adapted, he adapted very well, and it was it was very it was very awesome to see. Yeah, it was a it was a masterful, like a beautiful fight by Brian Ortega. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just he fought the perfect fight against Frankie. And it, it's funny because it's like young blood versus new blood. So Frankie's been around forever. He's got all the skill set, and he's a game plan kind of guy. And I, I said it earlier, but Brian Ortega is—he's got the skill sets, and he's still learning them. But he's more like I'm—I'm I'm not coming in necessarily with a game plan. He's like, I know what I want to do. He's like, but I'm gonna see what you give me, and I'm gonna fucking—I'm—I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you fuck up. Well, the thing is with, like, I mean, it's. It's pretty common knowledge with Frankie that he's going to put himself into a position at some point in a round for you to hurt him, especially early in the first round. Like, he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. It, it, Frankie gets hurt and he gets his bell rung and then comes back from it. But the thing is, is like most of these guys, they, they ring his bell, but they can't finish him. Yeah, this guy, he... He's got that killer instinct in jujitsu and apparently in striking now too. I mean, Gray Maynard was the closest. Yeah, if if he's able to establish striking like he did, and he's he's gonna be he's gonna be unstoppable in this division because I'm telling you, he was able to measure his distance very well. He was able to keep busy and you know see what they give him if he's throwing jabs out there, if he's trying to get some striking out there. But it's more of a if I do this, what are you gonna do? Okay, that's what you're gonna do. All right, let me put that down. Yeah, Max presents, I think, a lot of problems for him. Though. Yeah, in the striking department. Yep. It's that that one. Like as soon as, and and it's funny when you pick somebody, people are necessarily like right away. They're like, oh, well, you're Team Edgar, and you're team... yeah. I guess that's how it is. But it's not like I hate the other guy. 
as soon as I saw Ortega win, I was so excited for Halloway Ortega. I was fucking yeah. geeked out. I was like, holy shit. It's got it's got a really good fight potential. Yeah. Because I mean Max will stand and bang with you all day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's no slouch on the ground. He's obviously he's not near Brian Ortega's level. But he's a better striker. That that's what's Definitely. interesting. He's a he's a better striker with uh good jujitsu or good ground game at least, good grappling. But Brian Ortega's a jujitsu practitioner with good striking now. Like he's been developing that part of his game. Holloway's got that weird style though that's hard to read. Yeah, yeah. It's not super technical. It's more of a brawler. Stand here and let's fucking just throw hooks at each other to see who goes out. And usually the other guy folds first somehow. But he's been using, like, against Aldo, he played it very well, man. He was using his, his jab very well. He was using his range. That's what I mean. Like, the his even go back to his fight with with So Pettis. much pressure, man. With, well, go back to Pettis. Like when he when he won the interim title, like he wasn't wild and crazy, Matt. Like he he was a yeah. lot of precision and and picking picking him apart and powering him down. <laughs> Same thing he did with Aldo both times until he softened him up so much he could finish him. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for that fight, and I'm hoping that. That's the fight for Chicago. That would be awesome. But that's a quick turnaround for both of them. No, that's in June, July, June, I think. That would be awesome. I don't, oh my I god! No, my friend. I think you're. I think you're going to get a 125 pound title fight, maybe a 185 pound title fight. Yeah. I'll take 185. But you're going to get your boy Curtis Blades. Yeah, versus uh, Overeem. Yep. I'm not it's gonna, gonna be good. I'm not gonna get Maybe. It to go. Yeah, that sucks. So we might get the debut in Shorty Torres too. That'd be cool. That'd be good to get Shorty in there. He deserves it. He's been vying, and especially at being in Chicago, he, I know he like I saw a couple of videos where he's like, "Hey, get me, me and my boy Blades on the card." And I know UFC gave him the call last time, but he couldn't do it because he's like, "It's short notice. I need more time." Yeah, but they really do like it when you step up on short notice. Yeah. They take care of you. I'm excited. I I kind of <clears throat> I kind of hope they give Max the Hawaii card that he's been asking yeah. for. Yeah. Let him and Ortega fight in Hawaii. You If Madero's would have beat Cowboy, that would have really helped. Yeah, that would help the that would help the Hawaii card a lot. So, how do you feel about Sean O'Malley being the uh, third fight from the main event now? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't hating on him, bro. I just. I still don't think he should have been third. Well, let's see. You hate him. If 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 I go back and you watch the performances from uh, everyone, yeah, he should have. He should be third because Drew Varlovsky, Yara eh, Zagano, and then Dern Yoder. No, so yeah. He was quite fittingly there for his performance, and the UFC wanted to give him a chance to 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 shine. They got they this kid's got the making. I mean, I, I, 
He's got to keep Sukum winning. You right? Did I take Sukum I don't know. I think I had O'Malley. Because oh. I couldn't even pronounce Sukum I don't remember. I can't know. I thought I took O'Malley. Because I was defending O'Malley being that. You might, yeah, you might have taken O'Malley. We'll never know. Because the yeah. show didn't happen. Oh, yeah, right. Damn. And you were too high. So... <laughs> 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 this is just a conversation we had, but yeah, I, yeah. De- I defended O'Malley being in the position that he's in because the UFC's got to make new stars, and this kid's got the yeah. potential. I I didn't think he should have been third, but no, it makes sense. He put on a after, sh- after the performances. Yeah, let's say he put on a pretty good show too. Until yeah, he got he hurt. Very very good in the striking department. Landed some fucking. Dude, those three kicks that he landed in a row to Sukumata's face towards the end of the, the first round. Dude, I thought he was going to finish Sukumata. Yeah. And he's his in and out is so good. Like, it's so stiff on the striking. You know, his striking could be... A lot of people were saying he was like Connor-esque. You know, I think it might be the tattoo. And yeah, his striking is kind of there. But it's a lot more boxy. Um, it's not as polished as... Connors, but you know it's he's young, he's getting better. Yeah, he's, it's a lot. There was a lot better performance than his um, his last fight or his debut fight in the UFC. Even though he got a knockout on Dana White, Tuesday night contender series, but I don't really count that the UFC. Do you? Yeah, I guess right. Well, I don't know. I don't. It doesn't say UFC. It if would it, if, it, if it counts on their records. Yeah, you know the Ultimate Fighter. Their yeah, right. Fight, so who knows? Right. right. But um, yeah, he was he was he was piecing him up, and then he broke his foot. And even on the ground, like when when Sukumtoth took him to the ground, um, was it in the second round where he got the submission yeah. attempts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he almost subbed him. Sukumtoth was winning the second round. For the most, for a good chunk of it, until yeah, O'Malley the, almost the triangled triangle choke was, him. Yeah, exactly. The try it was too open. Mm-hmm. Well, the triangle he went, he went from the triangle to the transition to the armbar, and then eventually took his back after he gave up the position. Position, my friend. Sukumantau kind of gave him the fight at the end, even though O'Malley was going to win on points. But if Sukumantau would have just stood up and fought on the feet. He would have won. Yeah, the probably. ref stopped the fight. Probably. <laughs> Whoa, Sorry. bless you. You're good. Thank you. Yeah. Salute. Gracias, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, so he took him down three. He took him down three times in the third round, and he broke his foot in the third round. That didn't make any sense for Sukumanta. Nope. Sukumanta did a really stupid thing. Yeah. He 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 helped Sean O'Malley win that third round. Yes. But so Sean O'Malley has got to get. He was actually going in to see the doctor. This is not broken. They think he had a pre-existing fracture, and he just fractured it more. But it's he would. They say he would have been better off if it was broken. Why? I don't know. Might take the fracture might take longer to heal because they can't go in and set it. I don't. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Might have fractured really bad. Yeah, well, because he was, I listened, he was on the MMA hour yesterday. 
Um, and he was, he was just saying that the doctors told him he would have been better off if he would have broke it. And he was actually, because he couldn't really get in the emergency. The emergency room was fucking crazy that night. They were trying to get out of there to go to an after party. <laughs> so he just got a split and got the fuck out. And then was going to see the doctor on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I, did you see the pictures and video um, that somebody posted in the uh, the group from like Instagram or Twitter from Sean O'Malley's Instagram? Oh, him smoking the giant glove and yeah. getting high as fuck. Yeah. He's got a fucking strain named after him. Yeah, that's crazy. And you were well, hating Snoops. No, I just didn't think he should have been third. But... And you were hating on him. I picked him. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. Are you sure? Well, I am, but, you know, now you put doubt in people's minds. I'm so. putting doubt in your mind. Do you remember? <laughs> you I were... remember that one. I picked him. I just didn't think he should have been third. <laughs> he should have been, though. Yeah. He did good enough. He did. He looked good. We'll see how long it takes him to heal up. But yeah, he would have beat. He would have finished Sukumantat if he, if his foot wouldn't have broken. Yeah, I, I believe. I think he had a good opportunity too. Had he not gotten hurt, mm-hmm. I mean, he's <laughs> he, he should have finished him in the second round. Sukumantat yeah. was a mess going to the stool. He, he he didn't know what stool. No, he didn't know shit. But Sukumantat's tough. He's never been. Uh-huh. He's never been finished. He's a tough guy. Yep. So, but I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. He's one in four, so we shall see. Yeah, he hasn't lost a lot of big names. Well, I guess Sean O'Malley's kind of a big name, right? But it's mm-hmm. second fight in the UFC. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. Name. Uh, hopefully O'Malley won't be out too long. So, uh, he needs. They need to get him back in there and start cashing in on some of this shit. This kid could be a star. Could be a star. We'll see. He's got the makings. He's got the potential for it. He's just got to deliver in the cage. But he's brash. He talks a lot of shit. But the motherfucker backs it up, and he's exciting. So. Oh, Andre Arlovsky. Andre. Looked a little Your boy, re- Andre. He looked a little revitalized, man. Training at ATT. Uh, did he? Uh, kind of. Did he or did Struve just, well, just Struve go looked bad, but, shit himself out there? But Andre didn't. I mean, Andre looked better than he has been. He wasn't, was, he wasn't rushing in, and he was controlled. He was Dude, Struve was just reacting to nothing. He was just there and, like, not even reacting to anything. He was just, like, waiting to counter but never throwing the counter. He was jabbing. He did throw a leg kick very well, but that stopped once Arlovsky started putting him against the cage, started taking him down, started controlling him, and just beating the fuck out of him. I mean, but really, is, is Stefan Struve that good of a fighter? Or is he just living off of beating, knocking out Stipe? I mean, he knocked out Bigfoot Silva, but that was super deflated Bigfoot Silva. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I do know. Stefan Struve is horrible. He yeah. doesn't. He not... he's he's from Holland and he doesn't he doesn't throw a jab. What right. the fuck is that about? How do you not have a jab? And him him being ninety or nine thousand feet tall. What the fuck, dude? You're the skyscraper. I mean, okay, so establish a distance. He had a really good run in the beginning, but he got knocked out in his first fight against Junior back in two thousand and nine. Um, he got knocked out by Roy Nelson. Then after that is when he went on the run. Or he went on a two-fight win streak and then got knocked out by... Uh, I mean, at points he had good boxing, but he had some knockouts. And then he got knocked out by Travis Brown. Yeah. But he submitted Pat Barry. He beat Dave Herman, LeVar yeah. Johnson, and then... Well, he knocked out uh, Herman and Stipe. But Stipe is like that. And then beat Minotaro. But it was old as fuck Minotaro, too. Yeah, I I don't know what's up with this guy. It just seems like he's not using his skill set. He's not using his range, his length. A motherfucker has an eighty-four inch reach. Use that shit. Pop a motherfucker with your jab. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. No man, I don't want to see him fight anymore. It's just pathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Speaking of not very good. Oh, God damn. Bro. God damn. She did not. Dude, Kadzingano looked bad. Rusty. Yeah. I mean, great. I, she, she hasn't fought in a while, man. And I picked her. I picked her. I thought she was going to win. I was hoping. Callum Vera looked pretty good. Her striking was good. Two or two takedowns. She had submissions. She had nine minutes of control. She yeah. dominated Cat on the ground. She is the jujitsu girl out of the two. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I attribute it to Cat being rusty, being out a while. Caitlin really didn't do a lot. This was a boring, a boring fight. It was. It was not. Excuse me. Oh, it was not a good kickoff for the main card. Yeah. There's more control than submission attempts, and you know, just a bunch of control for Caitlin or Ketlin. Ketlin. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie. Watch Dern. all. Watch the other fights, not that one. Yeah. Mackenzie Dern picks up the decision win over Ashley Yoder. Ashley Yoder's fine. Mackenzie Dern's fine. She, they both fine. I think Ashley Yoder's way hotter than Mackenzie Dern. Dern Dern's got a body. Mm. <laughs> I mean, anyway. Uh, Dern looked okay. Yeah. She got... She's got some work to do. Oh, she got a lot of work to do. She's got to stop winging punches. She's going to get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. She she comes in throwing with her head down to cover distance, but here's the thing. She doesn't... 
I, I understand what she's trying to do, but she's not finishing off well. So she comes in with her head down and she's throwing one twos to try to cover the distance, but she doesn't finish it off with a driving double leg, a single leg. She's got she no gra- takedown, yeah. really. She grabs them and kind of tries to drag them to the floor. But the thing is, she grabs them and they kind of have time to adjust because she's pushing them against the cage. And then it's a whole different thing because she's trying to get gain control of the upper body instead because she never she never drops down to go for the takedown. She never, she's never changes levels. No, not at all. She's not changing levels. When she's trying to drop down on a leg, she's got her hips way too far away. I mean, like, Ashley Yoder trains at Team Quest, I believe, and so she's got decent, you know, just from that. But any good high-level wrestler, that those takedown defense or attempts are just going to get squashed. Yeah. Well, well it, seemed like McKen- uh, it seemed like Dern's memory came back in the third round, and wrestling is what won her the, the fight. For sure. She got the, the high leg. crotch, yeah, the, the single leg, and she got her down, and that was it. You you can see the dominance, and you're like, holy shit, you know, this is why Dern's, you know. Right. If she would have had more time, it would have been a submission. But the thing is, let's get some wrestling. Let's get some wrestling. And some. let's tighten the screws up on that boxing. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, Yoder keep, dropped keep, her. Yeah. yeah. Tighten. They little loosey-goosey. Let's tighten them up. Yep. Let's get that striking better. You don't got to be the best striker, but... I know what you're trying to use it for, but let's tighten up the defense and that striking, and let's get the punches tightened up. Let's just, you know. Let's tighten it all up, baby. Yeah. Yeah. We can do this, Dern. We're all in. I'm all in. All right? Show me something. God damn it. Oh, dude. Hernandez? Oh. Oh, Oh, no. Bro. Darius, Darius, what is going on? What is going on, man? Dude, he came out there like lackadaisical, lackadaisical. <laughs> Just sleeping on Alexander. Yeah, he came out there like, I'm going to feel you out, bro. I'm going to feel you out. And this guy came in. Revin on a hundred. He came in on a hundred. He was like, he came in fucking throwing combos right away. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Not letting up from like the go. And Darius never seemed to pick up on that. He was just like, yeah, whatever. You're gonna get tired, bro. And this guy caught him. <laughs> caught him. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. He Ooh, fucking caught him right on the chin. Yeah, he murdered him. Yeah, put him to sleep. God damn. It, took a, it took a while for them to get their use on the stool, and he was there sitting for a while. I missed this fight during the live because uh, I had to run and pick up our food. And uh, I got. You would have missed it if you would have gone to piss. No, I mean, I never get up to uh, piss during yeah. the fights anyway. But no, I had to go pick up our food, and uh, I got back, and it was already over. Obviously. Yeah, nothing really happened. Like I said. Darius, I don't know what he was doing. He just never got going, and this guy came in at a hundred. I mean, he so. really didn't have time to get going. Yeah, no. What? Uh, how's your feelings about that uh, fake touch into the gut kick? Oh yeah, that's you know. Yeah, a little dirty, but whatever. It, people can say a fight's a fight, and then I have no argument. But I'm like, but this is a competition. But then you know, 
whatever. Sportsmanship. It's nope. not what got him the knockout, you know. If no, it would have like no. if it came in and that was what got him the knockout, I'd be like, fuck that guy. Yeah, it's just greasy. Yeah. Um Greasy. Greasy. John Dotson picks up the decision win over Pedro Munoz. What did you think about this fight? Did you think that the decision was right? Nah. Nope. Don't go to nah. a decision with John Dotson, man. You'll I don't lose. even think it was. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that, bro. Well, yeah, no, it was. Don't go to a decision with John Dotson, but Dotson outstruck him. <clears throat> Both significant and total. This one, bro. John Dotson wins via split decision. Adelaide Bird giving him the nod. And I'm not saying, well, I am saying that Adelaide Bird is not a good referee. Because you can go back and, like, you go back and watch the fight, and you can see it was really close. First round, you give it to Dotson. First round's Dotson. Second round's a lot closer. A lot closer. It's really close. Third round is uh, Pedro Munoz because of the takedown. And I think he outstruck Dotson a little bit more. Yeah, 25 to 21 total and 22 to 21 significant. And, like, ultimately it wasn't that much of an outstriking. But I I didn't think Dotson did enough to – I think both didn't do enough. But if I had to give it to anyone, I would have given it to Munoz. But Adelaide Bird is the one that gave it to Dotson. And she's a boxing commissioner. You know, she's going to be striking dominant heavy. And Munoz is the one that got the takedown. She she didn't take that into account. The control. The one minute of control. Hey, it was a minute, bro. It was a minute. <laughs> it was one more minute than Dotson had. It's, I mean, it just barely equivalates riding time in wrestling. Yeah. And if you go back and you watch a lot of these Dotson fucking punches, they were just pitter-patter punches. Were they, though? Because, I mean, he, all he really was throwing was a straight left. And they were his, that's his power shot. Yeah, but those were in 76 of them. Well, I mean, his significant strike count is almost the same. No, it is the same as total strike. Exactly. So that's all he was that's throwing. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, uh, I don't know. If you go back and watch a lot of those punches where pop, 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 pop. And when he was, like, on the on getting out of there. Unless they didn't count, unless you know they're going, unless they're not counting the ones I saw. But when he was going like that, he was still hitting them. Those but were significant it, strikes. I mean, when you're to getting, me, when you're getting caught flush with the guy's power hand, yeah, I go back and watch. There was no I did. No I power just watched them. it. Yeah. There's no power behind a lot of them. I don't know. I thought Pedro Munoz won. I'm not mad about. I mean, John Dotson's not a power striker either. Yeah. He, he doesn't. He's not doing a knock. He's not a knockout artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he dropped Mighty Mouse, but he, he's he's 125 pounder. He moved up to 130. He's catching you flush with his power left. That that's a significant strike for him. Yeah. Hater. Pedro, um, Pedro Munoz was trying to track him down. Got the takedown. I thought Pedro Munoz was the aggressor. I thought he was dictating where it went, even though Dotson was evading a lot, a lot. I don't know. I would have given it to Munoz. 
I would have. I mean, I gave Munoz a third round for sure. Mm-hmm. He was the aggressor, but even like a lot of shots he was winging weren't landing. Dotson was covering up towards the end of the fight when he was when they were in close and he was just like trying to drop bombs on him. He wasn't landing a lot of those shots. They were just hitting Dotson in the arms and in the glove. I don't know. I just said, don't let it go to the just or don't let it go to the judges with John Dotson. And a lot of times you're gonna lose because he stays just busy enough and lands enough shit to make it look like he deserves to win the fight. He's fast as fuck, dude. Yeah, he's extremely fast. That's what he's made a career on. If Mighty Mouse wasn't there, he would have been the 125 pound champion. He's tough. He's yeah. Fast. <clears throat> well, CB Dalloway. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Let me finish. Wins by disqualification. Because. Just kick them both out. You can just kick them both out of the UFC. Hector Lombard uh, was disqualified for. Knocking CB Dalloway out after the buzzer. <laughs> so, what do you think? I don't know, man. I really, I don't know. The I whole mean, fight, the whole fight, Lombard was catching the kick and trying to land the one-two, trying to land the one-two. Yep. And when CB landed the kick, the buzzer went off, and he still went hard one-two. He didn't hit him hard one and let up on the two. Right. Right. It was hard one too. I'm finishing this. I don't care. And he fucked up CB yeah. pretty bad. He fucked him up bad enough. They had to stretcher his ass the fuck out. Yeah. Hector's saying that he was playing it up. I don't think so. You go back and watch the fucking. Oh no, he wasn't footage. playing it up. Yeah. And you watch it in slow mo. His eyes like leave him. Like I'm out of here. Oh yeah, he was fucking knocked out cold. Yeah. It was still trying to figure out what happened as they stretched him out. He didn't do it to try to get the win. Which is what Hector's saying, and he's trying to appeal it, but he, he was just dirty. No, I don't I don't believe that. Yeah, I do I do think it was it was dirty, but have you listened to that video that Chael put out? No. He's saying he's not dirty? I read I read the headline, but Yeah. Uh, Chael sometimes likes pulling uh Stephen A. Smith or uh Well basically what Chael was saying is that, um, you know, as fighters, you're you're told to number one, defend yourself at all times, and number two, that you know the buzzer doesn't stop you, the ref stops you. The ref did say time though. Twice he said time, time. But did he do it? Uh, I mean, according according to Chad, this is Chad. Yeah. But did he do? You know, <laughs> did he really do the job that he was supposed to do and get in between the fighters? No, he, he should have been. He should have been a lot in, exactly. in there. Right. I think it was dirty. I think it was a rightful disqualification. But there are others that argue it. And here's why I think it's a good disqualification. You got to, with all this confusion and all this like. These referees, like, was it a knee? Was he down? What's going on? 
these referees had to be like, all right, if you guys are going to fucking start giving this shit, we have to start enforcing what we think is right. That way there's a guideline and that way we go can go on from here since there's confusion now. And I think that's what I think that's what I think that's why it's good. You're gonna do this after the bell, which had already happened, and there was a lot of controversy. Why did Durandamy not get a point taken? Why is she champion when Hector Lombard got disqualified? Well, guess what? We need to start putting these parameters so it doesn't continue to happen. Right. We need to start taking points when you poke them in the eye, accident or not. That way it establishes it. Close your fucking hands. Man, also, I forgot to make this point during the last fight. For as much of a proponent of kicks to the nuts as you are, I would think you would be a huge John Dotson fan because that guy gets hit in the fucking balls every fight. Dotson jumped in that one. The second one, yeah. When he when he kicked him with the with the foot off of the Superman punch, but that first one was it. Nah, the first one was. I got. I'll give it to him. It was kind of there, but it kind of brushed up, kind of hit him in the dick. I wouldn't say balls. He kicked him in the dick. It still fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna split hairs now when the last <laughs> two weeks of shows you have taken this high ground stance about kicks in the nuts, and now you're gonna fucking split hairs and oh, just kicked him in the dick and not in the nuts. <laughs> hey, technicalities, bro. Technicalities. Semantics, sir. Semantics. I call shenanigans. I call bullshit. <laughs> Win this one. I got nothing. <laughs> Winner. Almost did the Karate Kid thing where I said, point. Winner. You're the best around. Are you going to check out that fucking uh, that Karate Kid series that's coming out on Netflix? Or not oh. Netflix. I'm sorry. YouTube. No. No? You're not going to even watch? YouTube Red? I don't even think it's YouTube Red. I think it's just on YouTube. I don't know. You haven't seen the trailer for Cobra Kai? No. Watch that shit! Did you like the Karate Kid growing up? I think I might have seen the... I think someone put up the video. I wasn't a huge Karate Kid fan. I was a little bit... You're too young. Yeah, I was a little bit young. You're too young. That was my shit until they fucked made the next karate kid and fucked it all yeah. up i like three ninjas you remember that but i was a kid I and three ninjas yeah. was my shit too well the first one yeah every other one after that was trash but i remember rumble in the bronx a lot more i remember going to see three ninjas and i remember they were well it's in the title they're fucking three ninjas but they're like brothers or some bullshit i don't know yeah they're brothers yeah but i remember more rumble in the bronx and, and jackie chan movies all right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Zach Otto fucking set Mike Pyle out. Yeah. That's sad. I like Mike Pyle. Good I was, yeah, he was just kind of covering up, though. Oh, God, yeah. He got fucked up. Zach Otto fucked him up. Long career, though, for for the mullet. Yeah. Uh, Cody Stamen picks up the decision win over Brian Caraway. That's what Carey. That's what Carey gets for bumping you. Fuck that guy. <laughs> bumping my boy Jeff. The hell's up with that? Man, Brian Caraway's got a rough life lately, dude. He lost Misha. 
And then he's got to see that that other guy knocked her up. Yeah, buddy. Misha. It was a Hispanic, too. Score one for us. Johnny Nunez. Too bad he can't fight for shit. He don't need to. He don't need to. He got Misha. Sugar Mama. She's on UFC tonight, isn't she, or something? She got a podcast. Brian Caraway going to come for that ass. Oh, wait. He's like, <laughs> Johnny Nunez can't make it into the UFC. Never mind. He won't get to fight Brian Caraway. Yeah, that won't happen. <laughs> Johnny Nunez has been kicked, been beaten off of the Ultimate Fighter four times. God damn. He got brought back. I think he got brought back because he was on Uriah and um, Connor. And I think he got knocked out. Like in the Ugh. in the early fights, and they got brought back because somebody quit or got hurt or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then he was on the redemption season, got beat, and then got brought back and got beat again. It's retired, bro. You got Misha. You won. Yeah, you won. You you beat Brian Caraway. Oh, uh, what'd you think of this fight? Caraway and uh... and Stamen. It was a good fight. I uh, Caraway first round with that takedown, he timed it very well. Yep. And then uh, second round, you kind of see Cody Stamen pick it. Uh, Stamen pick it up. Stamen. Stamen. Yeah, he, uh, he outstruck Caraway in this round, but it was a significant strike that really gave him the round for me. And then the third round, he really he he really picked it up. Brian Caraway almost stole it though with the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, Brian was trying to uh try if to he would have fought the third round like he did the last minute, the whole round, he would have won. I don't think he had the gas tank to do it the whole round. No, he, he didn't, was no. So dead. I mean yeah. it won a twenty three takedowns. That's gonna mm-hmm. fucking kill you. Well, and... he should be running instead of trying to bump you from shows. <laughs> yeah, Brian. Uh and I mean Stamen was a way fresher fighter going into the third round. Yeah. Good performance by Cody. Cody's, mm-hmm. I mean, Cody's done a good job of, of, you know, leveling up with the competition he goes against. No, and here's the thing. It was a very timed takedown in the first round, and then after that, uh, Cody was not having it anymore. He stuffed the shit out of uh, stuffed the shit. Off of Caraway. Yeah, that's why Caraway was one of 23. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, one of 23. Holy fuck. Yep. And he only got that one because he, like I said, he timed them off the strikes. Yeah. This guy went. This guy went from, and he went for the takedown. He's gotcha, gotcha, bitch. And I mean, Caraway looked good on the ground. Yeah. You know, he had him in a no, you know, almost into a no arm triangle. But I mean, he immediately, as soon as he passed, got into side control, and that was just like step over, got his head, controlled that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like Joe said, uh, Caraway's grappling is is. Underrated. He's really good. But Cody knew that, and he's like, "Fuck that! I'm not letting you do this shit again." But Cody was a really good wrestler. I mean, he wrestled at Grand Valley State. Mm-hmm. Where Tony Ferguson. Oh, you, you can tell like he was very good. On after, you know, Brian did get him down, but after that, he was like, "Uh, bow, bow." You can see him cutting the angles very well to get away from this guy's takedowns. Yeah, stuffing him very good. Trains with Darren Crookshanks, who, you know, his UFC career didn't work out too well, but Darren is a, a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Michigan boys, man. That's what we do. 
We wrestle. That's it. Illinois, I think, has a good team. Yeah. But... Illinois Illinois has, I mean, U of I has, got, has had some good wrestlers. Yeah. Isaiah Martinez. You went there. How are you going to not know about people? Yeah. I I failed there. How about that one? I went and I I failed there. <laughs> Pay attention to your surroundings, bro. It's funny. That's what when my friends go down. They're like, "Hey, come down for this. Come down for that for homecoming." I'm like, "Hey, cocksuckers!" I'm like, "I failed down there." I'm like, "You guys graduated. I don't want to go back to where I fucking failed." <laughs> I feel you. And it's funny because you know school kicked my ass, and then I physically put myself into classes to get my ass kicked but those were good though those were those were character building and those those are what made me what i am today i'm a cybernetic organism living tissue on an exoskeleton i am donkey tron yeah donkey tron check my xbox live guys <laughs> so what's uh what's your overall thoughts on the card as a whole mm, it would have been a it would have been a very good uh, fight night on Fox or on FS1. Uh, not a pay per view. Yeah, I mean the main, the main card until the first two fights were letdowns. Um, but then O'Malley's fight made me excited. You know, re re got got me reinvigorated about the card, and then. Uh, a lot of people pointed out there was a lot of young talent that really took over. Yeah, well, yeah, there was a lot of young talent. Yeah. And they were trying to push that. They, they, UFC needed this. They're not stupid. They know they got to start making some new stars because mm-hmm. Ronda's gone. And who knows if we're going to see What? John... <laughs> what? And who knows she's if the, we're going to see she's John... She's done the rankings. <laughs> who knows if we're going to see John Jones again. And... Maybe Connor's coming back. Maybe George St. Pierre's coming back. Brock's, McGregor. Brock's probably coming back. But you can't count on these motherfuckers all the time. You got to make these new stars that are going to make people interested in buying these pay per views. Hey, dude, you know what I want? What? A spicy chicken sandwich from Burger King. I mean, I could go for a spicy chicken sandwich from Burger King, too, but. God damn you, Connor! Son of a bitch. And I love me a, chick- a spicy chicken. Sandwich. That was not bad either. Now that they made it spicy, I kind of want to try it even more. Well, I already had it. It was good. I haven't had the spicy. The the, the crispy chicken sandwich was really good. Yeah, that's what I, I haven't had the spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the card was okay. Mm-hmm. Solid B plus, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say B. Uh, let's look at the rankings real quick. Uh, Brian Caraway drops down two spots. To number nine, um, Eddie Wyland, Brent Johns, and Thomas Almeida each drop a spot down, and Cody Stamen uh, moves into the top 15 at number 12. Rob Fonts at 11, Pedro Munoz still at 10. Caraway, like I said, Aljamain Sterling and John Dotson each move up a spot uh, to eight and seven, respectively. Lineker, Moraes. Jimmy Rivera, Rafael Sunsau, Dominic Cruz, and Cody Garbrandt. Round out the rest. Brian Ortega moves up to number one. 
uh, Jose Aldo and Frankie Edgar each moved down two spots. Calvin Cater moves up to number 13, and Superboy is down to 14. Darius drops three spots uh, to 15. Alex Hernandez makes his debut in the top 15 at 13, and Pettis moves up one spot to 12. Oh, God. Heavyweight's a mess. Steph- <laughs> I mean, Late dude. heavyweight. Look at light heavyweight. Yeah, light heavyweight's a mess too, but bro. Struve's still in the top fifteen. Oh my god. He's number twelve. Arlovsky moved up to number ten. Uh and Shabmil Abdurakmahav moves up into the top fifteen. Would you call me? You heard me. <laughs> Catlin Vieira moves up to number four. She's getting closer to that title shot, but Mana Nunez got somebody else to fight. Two somebody else's to fight before Catlin Vieira. Dude, how long has it been since Duranime fought? Duranime's not a champion anymore. No, but I mean, like, she's five, but she hasn't fought in forever, and she hasn't even fought at Bantamweight. Oh, I know. Her last and even longer. Mm hmm. But, like, Kazangano didn't even drop out. Didn't move. Yeah. Didn't move. Leslie Smith drops. Aspen Ladd and Lucia Podolova move up. And Ronda, Ronda's finally dropping out. She's dropping down to number 13. <laughs> Phil Reno Eldano wins her next fight. <laughs> Why don't you just drop her all the way off? Because she's in WWE. Because it's not the UFC. It's these dumbass writers. The UFC doesn't make their rankings. The writers yeah. do. Yeah. And some of them are morons. They're Eric Halkren's friends. Because he used to vote. Until he missed a week and then lost his privileges. As heard here on the Average Joes. Let's talk a little news and then we can get up out of here for the night. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna start off. We're gonna start off with boxing news, man. Oh yeah, right. I'm gonna let you take this one. Talk about this one because I don't really pay. Yeah, Canelo Canelo Alvarez has some metabolites of some steroid in his body. I think it's a diuretic, and he's blaming it on tainted meat. Yes, but so here's the thing, and I'm not trying to exonerate him. In, I think it was 2010, the men's Olympic team won gold. And they tested, some of their players tested positive, I think, for the same thing. And they blamed it on test, on bad meat. I don't know. Well, I mean, and uh, you know. they they say that they give these cows that steroid in order to cut fat. I don't know if it's true. And if that is true, then that's a way that they he can be getting it into the system by eating tainted meat. So they haven't made a decision on whether the fight's still going to happen. The athletic commission's looking. The Nevada athletic commission's looking into it or something. Yeah, and Vada, Vada's looking into it too. The voluntary. Anti-doping agency.
Uh, what do you think he's juicing or not? I don't know. I don't. I don't follow boxing enough to pay attention to Canelo Alvarez. It's Hater. Sure. See, we took one of yours. <laughs> That's like <laughs> that'd be like me bringing up fucking guys in jujitsu and you not knowing who they are. Hater. What do you know no, about Gary? I'm, I'm just you know saying you're him? hating on them because we took them. Because you know he's clearly Irish, and we're like, ah, <laughs> he's clearly white, and we snatched them. <laughs> Hey, come here, home. Just you're sticking with us, bro. You can snatch whoever you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Listen, Juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Juggalo. Yeah. That's that's my new thing. I'm just gonna call you a Juggalo. Uh, and I'm gonna whoop whoop. Yeah, look at see <laughs> see you're you just one of these days you're gonna wipe the fucking face off and there's the paint. <laughs> No, you know why I know that? I used to watch uh, the stupid video from Super Crazy or something. I don't know what his name was. Super Cool. There was this really weird kid on YouTube that would like make backyard wrestling videos, but he was like Juggalo. I don't know. It was really weird. I saw a couple of videos. It's not famous at all. It was just really weird. I don't know, man. Don't... He was whoop whoop. He was doing that. He was whoop every time. He was like whoop whoop. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then he would. Talk about juggalos, and I'm like, it's got to be something about that. I don't watch those juggalo tapes. I guess I, I guess he considers himself a juggalo, so it would be a juggalo tape, right? Yeah, your people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Is he juicing? Um, probably. A lot of these guys are man. Like a lot, I, I, a lot of athletes are, and it's not talking shit. How do they keep getting caught if no one's juicing? Why is there a doping commission if no one's juicing? Why are they testing for steroids if no one's juicing? People are juicing. I forgot that. uh, I mean, like this news article says, uh, meat in Mexico being tainted with Clembuterol is a legitimate occurrence. WADA has an alert out about the situation for years. Multiple UFC fighters, including Mexico natives Brandon Moreno and Augusto Montano, uh, have all been cleared of sanctions by USADA, the UFC's oh, yeah. partner. Moreno did get cleared. Because they were found to have slight traces of, of Clembuterol in their system consistent with meat contamination. So maybe, maybe we'll see. I, I bet he's going to get off, and they're going to let the fight take place. Yeah. Too much money, man. Too much money to be had. All right, take it back. He's not on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the UFC has let go of five, uh, seven, seven fighters. Including Galore Bufando, Kalen Curran, uh, Bobby Nash, Francimir Barrasso. Hector Lombard should have been on there. <laughs> That's next round. That's next round. Uh, Curran was 1-6 in the UFC. Bobby Nash was 0-3. Um, 
that's about it. That's it? Oh, they cut some flyweights. That's all we got? No, not for news. Okay. No, 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 no. Um, additionally, and not included in the UFC uh, fighters info script about who was cut where uh, Kareem Gover, Goverkran and Ariel Beck who have all been removed from the women's flyweight division along with previously reported cuts of Deanna Bennett and Christina Marks. So they're getting rid of flyweights. That's not good. Mm-mm. No good. <laughs> no, no good at all. It's not, not good. Um, Mirko Krokop is no longer retired. He retired uh, back in January after winning the Grand Prix in Ryzen once again. Um, I don't know how he's going to fight in Bellator because Mirko's been on fucking HGH and steroids for the last couple of years. Yeah, he's been looking jacked his jacked. whole life. Yeah, dude, Jack City. Since he was fighting in Ryzen, he was jacked. Yeah. And kicking motherfuckers in the head again. So he's going to take on Roy Nelson. He signed with Bellator this week and is going to fight Roy Nelson at Bellator 200, which is supposed to take place in London, I believe. Yes. Did that fight happen in the UFC? Roy Nelson and Mirko? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. I'm just making shit up. Maybe. You're on sure, dog. Why don't you tell me? Yeah, right. I am on sure, dog. Of course you are. Why everyone hates your dog? <laughs> I'm just joining the revolution. It's been no, good to me. Sure dog's okay. They're just wonky. Yeah, they are wonky. Wonky as fuck. Inconsistent. Waiting on Raphael. Yeah, I don't know. I'm lost. <laughs> Sure dog sucks. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, so this fight is taking place in London on May 25th live and will be on tape delay in the United States. Oh, uh, yeah. Why does Bellator keep doing this with their international shit? Uh... Who wants to watch it on tape delay? When everybody's going to know what happened. Yeah, the the thing that I heard is they have a contract with the cable companies over there, so they have to do it at a reasonable hour so people actually watch it and tune in and they can get their money's worth. That's fine. Because, because sh- they, they, get, they, they have to take care of the – it's a big cost that Bellator doesn't have to take because the network or whatever, wherever they – they have to take the cost of production and all that stuff. Yeah, the BBCs and shit like that. Yeah. But, okay, I, I, I'm not even talking about that. Why not show it live then? Yeah, right? Show that shit live. Right? That's what I'm saying. Don't fucking show that shit. I got shit Paramount, and I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, you're, or you're going to get to see it four well, or five hours. Fact, yeah. yeah, four after. or five hours after the fact when you already know what happened. 
stupid. I'm not going to do it on live. I'm just going to record it and then watch it whenever I want, now that I know what happens. They did that shit when they were in Ireland last year. Yeah, they did do that. Dumb. Dumb shit. Bellator, number one bullshit. <laughs> uh, two more story. Well, one more story. But uh, while I was on MMA fighting looking for news stories, I saw this little thing about uh, this documentary coming out about um, Charles Mask Lewis, the founder of Tap Out. And like, yeah, Tap Out's you know gotten in the in the mid two thousands got a really bad or late 2000s or whatever, got a really bad rap, you know, douchebags wearing tap-out shirts and wannabe MMA fighters and stuff. But, like, the guys that started tap-out and why they started it and it being, like, the first apparel company for MMA, they were super important to to MMA history and, and to the roots and, like, sponsoring guys and shit like that. And Mask was, was a really like a, it seemed like a really good dude. I never, you know, obviously I never met the guy, but like a lot of people were touched by his life and, and when he died, they had a relationship with a lot of fighters, a lot of guys that they gave their first sponsorships to and stuff like that. Uh so there's this documentary coming out about Mask and you can find the first trailer on MMA fighting or on YouTube. I don't Hey bro, they they do clothing for WWE too. Tap out does? Yeah, they're sponsors to them. They have like a new little logo and shit, and they're like their number one sponsors. Cool. Didn't know that. For athletic wear and shit like that. Probably when Brock got involved, coming back from MMA. Probably. They just started doing like a bunch of athletic apparel for them. Like, it's actually like athletic wear. It's not just like tap out shirts. But like what they did. They do have. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I was telling you before we started the show, and I talked about the show before around here, but what they did with that. Um, that tap out show that they had back in the day on, um, well, I was in versus here, but you know, right after the WEC and stuff like that, where they were going out and finding young fighters and offering them sponsorships and stuff. It was, it was a pretty big thing back then to, to get a national, you know, a national company like that to, to offer you a sponsorship. So. Fuck yeah. They did cool shit for people. I'm excited to see this documentary. I'm sure it's going to be sad, but. So when that gets a, a date gets announced for that, I'll definitely talk about it. And uh, closing out the night, Gary Tonin is finally set to make his MMA debut for one championship at their Iron Will event um, in Bangkok, Thailand on March 24th. He's set to meet Richard uh, Corman. Corminal, who's fought twice under the one championship banner in 2017, suffering first round stoppages to Shannon. I don't know. Don't know either of these fighters. But <clears throat> Gary's going to probably tap him. Mm-hmm. As he does. As he does. I mean, he's got <laughs> a list. <laughs> He's got grappling victories over a list of popular MMA names, including uh, Shinya Aoki, fucking Dylan Dennis twice, uh, Benil Dariush, Marcin Held, Gilbert Burns, Vinny Magales, and Halleck Gracie. 
So I, I'm excited for Gary. It's cool. He's transitioning. Hopefully it works out for him. Mm-hmm. He's ready to try a new challenge with MMA. We'll see if Gordon follows him. That's it. That's it? That's it. That's all I got for tonight. Dude, we almost did like two hours. We are at two hours. Holy shit. <laughs> we are at two hours, exactly. Yeah. Good shit, brother. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let's wrap this bitch up. All right. You got anything you want to say? Um, If your friends are jackasses, tell them to fucking fuck off. Yeah, if your friends suck, tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah, tell them to go fuck yourself or break your back. Fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> the yeah, but... uh. Check out Four Hill Podcast, um, Old School Wrestling, Fight Companions. Um, I'll drop an episode tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes. Drop a five-star rating. A review. Do that for me and Jeff on here, too. And, um, yeah, hit me up on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Look for me on Xbox Live. I'm Donkeytron. And, uh... Yeah, I love you, cocksuckers. <laughs> Going deep in the. <laughs> what about fucking Uncle Joey's tweeting about McKenzie? Oh, yeah. Asshole. Yeah. And people getting all butthurt about it. Then Vinny Magalhaes came back with, I bet it's going to taste really good, too. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, that's why you're the man, Professor. Yep. Uncle Joey. Yeah, I don't uh I don't have anything. I can't wait for Ryan to be back. We're going to have some fun. Talk about some shit. Catch up with Ryan. Because we missed him. All right. That'll do it for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Yeah, get that music kicking. Kick that mule, cocksucker. Yeah, kick that mule, Jeff. Yeah, so episode 112 slash 113, because I'm just going to call this one 112 since 112 didn't happen. All right. Yay. For Rafael Chidez, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We'll see you guys Thursday, where we will be joined by Flying Ryan. See you.